podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome to Gianni's team selection ahead of game week 35. I am still a COVID ridden as, so Gianni, uh, well like usual, you're going to have to do the uh, heavy lifting on this stream. How are you doing? I'm very well mate, yeah I'm all good. Um, as, sorry, I've just meant seen on the scout tweet it says live at 10. Yeah, and it's 10 mate. Are we not live are we? We're live, yeah. Oh, we are live. Hello, everyone. I thought this was a pre-record. <laughs> don't oh. say, don't swear, don't do anything stupid. We got caught out last week, didn't we? Because um, yeah, I, I we had some edit. I, it was a pre-record. And I made some edits, and there was a bit where I messed some stuff up. So I was like, uh, I think I swore. You said something about Ed. I did the edits, <laughs> and then I, I I went on a YouTube and I posted the unedited version. So a few lucky people got to see the kind of behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, of it all it was my what was funny was behind the scenes a lot of that last week was my Maguire rant but what people didn't realise is that's very posh yeah even Ed picked me up on that the other day what people <laughs> what people didn't realise was I was about to go on a 40 minute show with Az where I pretty much only spoke about Maguire anyway so it kind of became the show regardless uh, but hello everyone welcome to our game week 35 preview show this has thrown you isn't it now we're live <laughs> it has um <laughs> Yeah, thank you guys for watching. Look, I had so many people come up to me at Fest on Friday, which was amazing, and that many of you guys were probably there. Let us know in the chat if you were there on Friday. And as that, loads of people came up to me and didn't go, oh, you're the bloke from the FPL show, or you're the bloke from, I don't know, that supports Italy and is on Twitter. They went... You're the bloke that does the weekly team reveal with Az. Oh, I absolutely nice. love it. And I thought that was, that was awesome to hear. Like, so many people at Fest knew me off the back of this stream that we do every week, which is one of my highlights of the week. And so many asked questions, so many asked questions to go, literally I had a couple of people say the same thing, which was like, really entertaining, Johnny, love watching you and as da, 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 da. Do you make moves because you know it like creates good content or do you actually make moves and decisions because you think it's the right one? And I was like, that's so funny you say that because I get that quite a lot. But no, I promise you, like I make, I never make moves to create content. I don't, I don't use chips in a different time to everyone else because I think it will get me more likes or follows. Like I do it because that's just how I play the game, I guess. So it's quite nice to be different. And I think I probably am a bit different. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all legit, guys. What you see is what you get when you it's talk quite, to me. It's quite interesting because I remember I remember a few years ago, um, was it Andy? Someone was doing really well and, and someone was copying their, their teams kind of on, you know, you're, you're going to get that. You're, you know, if you're if you're doing videos, you're doing well. You're probably going to get people copying your moves. I know there's someone else in the out there who's who's doing really well, like sort of in the top, you know, twenty. Um, and they're now saying that they're going to stop uh, revealing their their kind of moves um, on the thing. And like, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. What what would you what would your take be? Say you were you know fiftieth in the world. Yeah. And you, Copy were me. Doing, you were doing these streams. I can't imagine that you would be like, oh no, as I don't want to do these streams anymore because people might copy. Absolutely. Copy me, team. Look, I'm a con content creator, right? I'm there to give advice. If that advice is copy my team like for like, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, yeah. Last season, I was having a terrible season. I was doing this stream with Andy um, and scout viewers will know, like, I had my terrible rank on screen every single week. And Andy said to me halfway through the season, do you want to carry on doing this? Like, it's pretty embarrassing for you, I guess. I was like, nah, it's fine. Like, it's a bad season. Everyone watching has had a bad season, I guess. Some of them are on bad seasons at the moment. Like, I want people to see how I how I react in real life. So there's no cover-ups here. Um, and <laughs> for the same reason as people, like, if they want to copy your team, 
they can copy a team. Personally, what a boring, what a boring way to play the game. Like, yeah. But I think I, I, this happened to general years back as well. That's I think. right. Yeah, it, happen, it happens to quite a few people. I think because you know, there's there's some people who maybe they they want to beat friends and they're in mini leagues and stuff, and that's all they kind of care about. Um, I find it I find it surprising that people are able to do it though, because yeah. you know, firstly, I might go on black box on a Wednesday and say I'm going to bring in blah blah blah, but then by Saturday. <clears throat> might make a different move or or something or you know price rises mean that you wouldn't be able to copy my team exactly yeah. and uh, i don't know I, I find it surprising that people can copy someone every week like for like with the kind of information and the and the price rises out there but yeah i, I think when you put yourself out there on and you know you're doing it each week you that's just part you're just going to get that unfortunately so i reveal yeah. my team now on instagram anyway and i've barely got any followers so no one can see my team until after the deadline <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing if you want to copy your team you've got to go over to your instagram then you win anyway <laughs> so yeah that's what we win for you um luckily this is your team selection this week we're not going to talk about my absolutely horrendous free hit oh please currently... can we oh please can we as is this the first this is the first dream you've presumably yep. done since last week so because obviously you've been oh. unwell yeah, if you want to hear about my disastrous free hit, check out Black Box tonight. I will be Is on it. Tonight? I okay. will be, yeah. Well, Mark and I both free hitted very similar teams. Oh, of course you did. I was with Mark when he was creating his team at 2 a.m. in the 2.30 in the morning on Friday night. And he ended up going with Salah and he wasn't sure. But did did he go Bruno as well? No, he didn't go Bruno. We, we, had, we had two players different in the end. He went Alonso and De Gea. And I went for Mount and Dubravka. Okay. So he's, win he's winning that he's battle. winning on Alonso. Although Dubravka beat the yeah, head, not, didn't he? Not so. by huge amount. But let's just say everything else went wrong. Everything. Everything that could possibly have gone <laughs> wrong went wrong. All the players we took out scored. None of the players we brought in have done anything. It's been an absolute disaster class. So anyway. Although Havertz could go get you a hat trick. He could. Yeah. Havertz, Mount and Werner. They're the three. I reckon two of them don't start. That's the other <laughs> pain that we're probably going to have. Anyway, this isn't about me. Jenny, stop changing the subject. Let's come over to how you're getting on in game. Can you believe we're at game week 34? I know, like it's crazy five, that. What, four weeks left? I'm a bit sad. Yeah, I'm, a bit, yeah. I'm a bit sad because a couple of weeks ago, I was like absolutely nailed for the top 10K. I was at like 9K. And now it's just sort of, I've had a few reds and I'm looking at it now going, I've not got many weeks to turn this around. Like I need some big gains to get in the top 10K. You realise around the rank I'm at at 15K, it feels like the rank I'm at now is probably the rank people are at five years ago when they're at 5K. The, the gap at 10, 20K, it's super competitive. You have to go and do extraordinarily good things to get big greens. It's like it's the top 10K is so good that it's now sort of a top 20K mm. that is so good. So to get big greens within that 10 to 20 band is so difficult. And I only got it the other week because I had Ronaldo got me into uh, 9K and no one else did. But you definitely need, if you're going to see big greens, we've all got similar looking teams, some, some, some different players. And I had that this week with Alonso. That was quite nice. But then I didn't have Robbo who went and got 15. So I've got my eye on a player this week, which we'll talk about in five, 10 minutes, I'm sure, who is like 6% owned. He'll be coming into my midfield. And of course he wears light blue. Hmm. I wonder who that could be based on all the other streams that we've, we've done this, this, this year. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you're going into this week with triple Chelsea, which I basically free-hitted for. That was one of the main reasons. I basically free-hitted for triple Chelsea and Sterling, which yeah. tells you exactly how it's, <laughs> how, how it's gone for me. Um, you had those triple Chelsea in place anyway, were able to get them. So you, were, you, must, you got into this week in, you know, in, in a really good situation, I think, and not had a massive boost up until now. I mean, 
Obviously, you've got the three Chelsea to come uh, tomorrow night. Let's just go through your teams. You're on 52 points yeah. at the moment. Uh, you've got Ramsdale in goal. Uh, Cancelo, Reese James missed out, unfortunately. And the clean sheet as well, just to rub it in. Uh, Trent and Alonso, he came in. Big time, boy. 10 points. Very nice. Uh, Salah, Havertz captain. Saka, goal and uh, an assist. Very painful for me. Uh, Rafina, Kulusevski and Kane. So I've titled this stream as kind of what do we do with, with Spurs? Uh, I think they're probably the first talking point in this. I mean, there's quite a few talking points to go through. But Spurs now, that's a couple of games disappointing, not scoring many goals since Doherty's you know, gone out of the picture, which is weird when you think about, you know, you, you wouldn't have ever associated a lack of attacking input and, and Doherty yeah. not being in the team a couple, about, you know, six, seven weeks ago. But, you know, here he is. Um, you've got double Spurs. Are you getting a bit twitchy on, on them now? A little bit. If I had Son and Kane and it was 25% of my budget, I'd be worried. Um, but as it stands, it's not 25% of my budget because Kulu is so cheap. And the fixtures are okay. Look, if they were if they had a different if they're playing Man City this week, I think I'd be looking to sell one, if not both. But they're not playing Man City, they're playing a Leicester who as in between Leicester playing two legs against Roma, like there's going to be huge rotation. Spurs are at home. Kane historically does so well against Leicester. It's a nice fixture on Sunday. Uh, they've got a week to prepare for it, Spurs. And when Spurs have a week to prepare, they usually look all right. I know in the last couple of weeks, they've looked flat and they have had a bit of time on the training ground, but that Conte system is so dependent. And look, this is a Conte system that when he was at Chelsea and Italy and Inter, it was always, always has been, so dependent on wing backs and if you haven't got quality in your wing backs you really struggle in that system and look as 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 bad as Doherty has been like for parts of his time at Spurs he had been good in recent weeks and him going out the team we've seen the difference Emerson Royale how did that guy ever play for Barcelona I don't I think he only got like one cap he was on Barca's books how did Barcelona ever ever buy Emerson Royale um but we saw it a few months back when Conte came in, Regalon was playing well. Regalon got injured, and then we saw a dip in performance. We're seeing that same dip now with Doherty. This summer, if Conte is still at Spurs, I promise you he buys one, if not two, new wing-backs. They are crucial, and it's really frustrating because I want Spurs to do well. I want them to get top four. I want Kane to fire. And at the moment, that's that flat. But the fixtures are okay. Leicester, and then a double against Liverpool and Arsenal... Kane steps up in these big games. And I just wonder if those games are, are still possible Kane, Kane halls. I don't think I'll have Kulu going into game week 36, but I'll definitely have Kane. Mm. I mean, they're only two points behind Arsenal. It's it's a two-horse race for fourth now. United are, are out of it. West Ham have, have been kind of out of it for, for a little while now. Yeah. Wolves are out of it as well. I mean, you know, that's, 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 it's purely between Arsenal and, and Spurs. And they play each other. You know, in the in the double um, in thirty six. So, you know, a lot of people are kind of saying, "Oh, Spurs have bottled it. They've blown it. You know, lost to you know drawing with Brentford. It's not good enough. All that." But Arsenal have shown as well. Arsenal have picked up again, but they had a dip as well. They lost yeah. three in a row. So, they're they're obviously both teams are capable of losing games, going on a good run, going on a poor run. It's it is kind of all to to play for. I think this Leicester game is great for 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 Spurs in general. If you want a game to try and get back into it you don't want a game against a kind of a high-flying Brentford side at home who are rocking at the moment you want a game against a rotation you yeah. know threatened Leicester side who only care about Europe at the moment he's got 16 goals in 13 games oh, against Leicester has he? Kane. <laughs> so you know I don't know how much stock people or you put into the, these records but 
I see Kane as a as as a person who does look into these. He knows exactly how many goals he's got against certain opposition. He knows who he does well against. You know, I've seen videos of him with you know pictures of his shirt on the wall and everything. He's he's a he he, he does care about about these records. So yeah. I think he goes into that full of full of confidence. We'll talk about captaincies in a bit. I think you're probably going to be certainly cap- um, certainly thinking about captaining him um, at least. So I guess the message is hold Spurs right for now. I think so. And look, they finished the season. <clears throat> If they go and beat Arsenal in 36 and it's back in their control, they have Burnley at home and then Norwich away to finish the season. What we've seen under Conte with the Spurs team is when they go 1-0 up early, they can be flat-track bullies and they can go and beat a Burnley or a Norwich 5-0. Mm. And Son, remember, guys, is still chasing the golden boot. Like He's only, what, three or four goals off Salah? He will think with those fixtures, it's still possible. And I, I'd be reluctant to sell my Spurs assets. I really would. It's certainly my... It's tough because you might need to sell a Kane or a Son to go to, say, a KDB, which I like. Like If I had Son, it'd be an easy switch to KDB, which I I don't mind. But to go Kane to KDB is so more difficult for me that I think I'm fairly set. I've just got to to stick with Kane now. Yeah, the trouble is when you see... I was watching the the match the other day and it's like Kane clearing the ball off the line again. And it's like, oh, not this again. Get up yeah. the pitch, Kane. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's great for the team. And, like, you know, oh, like, Conte's clapping and everyone's happy. That's great. But get in the bloody opposition yeah. penalty box. Stop making sort of, you know, I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't want you spraying Hollywood passes. No. The thing is about game week 36, though, the Liverpool and Arsenal game against the better opposition, we tend to see Kane playing as an out-and-out nine. Against mm. weaker opposition, you see Son there and Kulu there and Kane becomes a sort of part of that midfield, gets on the ball lot. Against Liverpool, for example, Kane will be the highest man up the pitch for Spurs, which I like. Yep. Um, Chelsea, let's talk about Chelsea next. You've got triple Chelsea in your team. You're stuck with them for a bit. Double Chelsea defence, James and Alonso, Havertz. They put in a weird performance against Arsenal. You know, Rudiger was out and it still didn't, didn't look like it was working. I thought they were so poor against West Ham. I yeah. really did. I mean, I was watching that game for my covid-stricken sofa just lying there with my three chelsea attackers and they could barely string a pass together i thought loftus cheat was was terrible just he wasn't he wasn't going wide he kept cutting inside i yeah. don't know if that was part of the tactics but the amount of times mount or, or someone was looking for a for the player to run down the wing and there's just loftus cheek bombing through the middle with about three other players and he's just like no option at all they were really lucky to get the win. i saw the lineup for west ham you know, yeah. resting Antonio Bowen, no yeah. centre back, no first choice centre backs. Just Dawson and, with 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 two wing backs or yeah. two full backs as a back three, yeah. And then Dawson gets red carded, and it was yeah, it was it was carnage. Really, it, we should have been carnage, but Chelsea were just really poor. What's what's going on with them? Like, why are they suddenly just they, because they've been like this for a little bit, right? They've had a good uh, had that game against Southampton where they got six goals. Yeah, looked like everything was working against Madrid an amazing attacking performance but yeah. it's been a, quite a few games now where they just haven't looked they're themselves. a bit of a they're a bit of a yo yo team they're hot one week cold the other like the Real Madrid tie says it all they were for a match and a half against Real Madrid they were superb but for half a match against Real Madrid they were absolutely shocking so um yeah it's a tough one to call there's so much there's so much uncertainty at Stamford Bridge not just with the ownership but also with Thomas Tuchel and his future um the key players like this week we've we've seen it confirmed that Rudiger's leaving although that's yep. the world's worst kept secret we knew him and Christensen are gone as P could be gone we don't know what's happening with Lukaku even Tuchel's had a few personal issues apparently so 
he's been up and down. The selection's been a bit all over the place. There's been injuries. The hot one we called the next, and we saw against Southampton, because the pedigree is there in the players, they can go and turn it on. I wouldn't be surprised to see Chelsea lose to Man United. I wouldn't be surprised to go and see Chelsea win 4-0 against Man United mm. either. Like, nothing surprises me with this team at the moment. And against West Ham, it was one of those really, really flat games. But they were... They still never look like conceding. That's positive for those of you that have got double Chelsea defence. Alonso was one of Chelsea's best players. Like I read some, so I only watched the highlights and read some match reports and, and the, the ratings from sort of Chelsea fan groups and stuff. Alonso was sort of man of the match or close to. Mason Mount was bright for those that brought him in. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. Havertz played as part of a front two with Werner and was so wide right. I looked at Havertz heat map as soon as the game finished. And why I bought in Havertz and why... I, for the last two months. Why I've been captaining Havertz quite regularly is because he's been playing number nine with two behind him and it really suits him. And even if one of those players behind him is Werner, he still stretches the pitch, creates space for, for Havertz. But what we saw the weekend was split strikers. Havertz was really wide. He wasn't central on the focal point, which is where we've really seen him flourish. So I'm surprised well, he didn't have any width. went there. I don't, he didn't yeah. have any width. That was a problem. Like, Maybe, off to he was going out there. there to try and fill yeah. the gap there. He had to. James wasn't there, was he? He wasn't no, and I, I think that's that's the you know with, without a Lasperlaqueta there or a Ziyech or a, or a James or anyone, yeah, I, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm obviously I'm not a master tactician like Tuchel is, and I'm Ruben Loftus Cheek is a much better player than I am. But I just couldn't understand why he didn't keep wider in in that game because mm. for me to, for me it looked it looked easy to defend against whenever whenever they attacked down down that kind of side. West yeah. Ham just got into a good shape. They're a well structured organised. It doesn't matter who's playing. Moyes is going to get them well drilled and the only way to create space is by pulling the defense apart and yeah. when you've got the same runs being made over and over and over again and nothing changed and even changed after half time the same runs was, and i could see the players were getting frustrated with it mount was was like yeah. what like stop coming inside there was one point get, where get mount wide. was on the edge of the box on the on the sort of angle of the 18 yard box and he was just he was sort of facing up a player and he ends up behind his back doing that to Ruben yeah. Loftus Cheek. He's like that, as in go on the overlap, just yeah. go on the overlap. And he and Loftus Cheek did that. Mount put the ball to Loftus Cheek across, and I think Loftus Cheek crossed it, and we actually had a chance created out of it. But it's like you're so used to playing with players like Reese James or Alonso yeah. on the other side that just want to hug the touchline, get those balls in. But Loftus Cheek isn't Cheek isn't a wing back. Like he's so out of his comfort zone on the touchline. Of course, he wants to drift inside when he plays right back because. He's always played centrally. So, yeah, yeah again, it's down, it's too cool. Like, you know, it, it, it makes some very interesting tactic, tactic, tactical choices, which I sometimes go, you're a master tactician. I absolutely love you. You're one of the Champions League. You're so astute. But then I go, what are you doing with Loftus Chiefs mm. a wing back? Mm. Yeah. I think, you know, if hopefully we'll see a foot, you know, I don't, I don't know what team's going to come out for. For Chelsea against United, I think obviously Pulisic came off the bench and scored. Yeah, you know Ziyech came on. Changes were made. I, Rud I imagine Rudiger's changed, trained, trained yep. which is great. And James is trained, so you I think, think they come think, back in. You think Rudiger and James, but is he going to shift some of the attack around a bit? Could you I see... think we could see Pulisic for Werner. Yes, I, I, I can see, I can see Werner or, or Havertz missing out of, of this one because they, they were, they were. I don't know if they were just poor or if they were ineffectual is what I'd do. I think Werner was quite poor, actually. Some of his, I'd be some of his absolutely shooting was... gutted and really surprised if Havertz missed out. 
Mm-hmm. I, I re- just because he's been so good, he's got enough credit in the bank to have one off game. But with Werner, you know, he came into the team playing well and kept his position. But you always felt with Werner, he's only one bad game away from being dropped. And have we seen that bad game or does he get one more chance? I don't know. It'll be him or Pulisic. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, mention C. Be a be an interesting uh, game tomorrow night. Um, elsewhere, I mean, Saka obviously thirteen points, a, a hmm. good win for for Arsenal against United. I don't think anyone was too surprised by that. I think I was still. I'm constantly surprised with just how bad United are. <laughs> <laughs> I still, you know, every time I see them play, I, I forget. I still have them in this kind of category of, yeah. you know, they're a top six side still, and you know they've got good players, and, and maybe they won't be completely terrible. And I mean, just defensively, I, I just, I just cannot believe what I'm seeing week after week from from these players, like players like Varane. You know, these are like yeah. Champions League winning players, and they're just somehow just playing like they are. Maguire taken out the side, you know, scapegoat didn't help at all. Still really poor, but Saka was was brilliant, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. on penalties now, you know, a great assist as well. Um, for for Tavares, who is the most hilarious player I think I've ever watched in my life the way he runs around the pitch is, yeah. is literally there's no there's like there's no it, it's literally it's like i got a free roll it's like yeah. Arte, there's no way arteta has got right tavares you're gonna play as a striker for five minutes then you're gonna play at left back and then you're gonna go over there and then you're gonna do this he's just running around like <laughs> yeah i can't believe that tavares i when i saw tavares break into the team this season i assumed he was an academy kid i was like okay they're giving someone a chance he's raw he's young and he is put him in and then i like searched him and was like, oh, they actually paid like eight million pounds for this kid. Like, like what? He's so not ready for the first team. Like he might become a really good player, but this guy, do what you have to do to not put him in that 11. He got booked early. Well, he did thought. that. He put Jacker at left back. I didn't yeah. like either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But then, I don't know, he, he's experimented with, I think, Cedric at left back. And then he moved holding to centre back and white to right back which I think was was better. But Tavares just looked like looks like he's going to either give away a penalty or get sent off or concede an own goal. Like in every single game he plays, yeah. he looks like he's going to do one of those three things. He's a, yeah. an absolute nightmare. Like Arsenal fans must have their heart <laughs> in their mouth every time he touches the, the ball. The amount of times he gives the ball away, it's, it's yeah, just, it's, it's incredible. And the amount of times he's caught out of position and... It is, yeah, it is quite funny. I mean, he's, he's, he's I, I, there was, there was a point. I mean, obviously, he scored the goal quite early on. I remember a bit later on in the match, he, he was like almost like an Alonso type yeah. figure. Uh, they were attacking, and then he was just like in the box as a striker. And I was like, what, what are you doing there? <laughs> yeah. And look, if he's going to be really good in front of goal, then you can go a bit like with Alonso. Yeah, exactly. You, you can go. Oh, I can sacrifice a bit of, sort of defensive stability because I get so much at the other end of the pitch. But he's not offering anything. But someone that is is Saka, like mm. unbelievable. Now he's on pens as well. He's only on pens because Lacazette's not on the pitch, and I don't think we're far off from seeing Lacazette getting starts again. And Ketia again, like Werner, is one bad game away from being dropped. Um, but Saka on pens or not, like you want him in your team. Arsenal have gone and scored seven goals against Chelsea and United, like in two games. Yeah. You want their main man in Saka. So absolutely don't look to sell Saka. He's got the double as well, which is actually a pretty tasty double. Like I know Spurs is one of those games, but Leeds at home, Arsenal could go score four against Leeds. Um, mm. So yeah, Saka is a, a set and forget option. I just hope he's fit. Like he's obviously yellow flagged. We need to see some training pictures and press conference news. I'm sure he'll be fine. But um, yeah, we need him playing because he's been so good to us. 
Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he was sold by quite a few people on, on He was sold cards. by loads. Obviously, I got rid of him on the, on the free hit as well. I mean, it was, you know, Arsenal, you know, 3-0 Palace. They lost to Brighton, lost to Southampton. Um, you know, I think a few people lost faith. But I think as soon as he as soon as soon he took the penalty against Chelsea, yeah, you thought, okay, this is another string to to his bow. And yeah, I, with, I, I, I shipped out Saka and went for Enketia. And, I, you know, it's one of those decisions you look at and you think... Why would I do that? I mean, I did it for money because obviously when Kets a lot cheaper, but... And we did know Nketiah was going to start. Like, mm. he did so well against Chelsea and you were unlucky with the offside goal, which then happened to become a sack of Oh, penalty. that was heartbreaking. <laughs> that, that was a big swing, wasn't it? That oh. was a huge swing. Oh, Peter Walton as well didn't, didn't help. He was like, I don't know if you saw it, Peter Walton, classic Peter Walton. He's like, uh, well, I don't think it's offside and even if it is offside, it won't be a penalty. Yeah, thanks. Like, yeah, thanks, Peter offside penalty yeah yeah <laughs> cheers cheers mate that's great last uh, night on the champions league coverage they came to him for something i can't remember what it was around the 80th minute we hadn't heard from him all night and peter walton speaks he clearly wasn't prepared i think i i tweeted saying you locked in a cupboard but i think he might have been in the toilet it was like the most echoey sort of room out of nowhere <laughs> and it was like he was all flustered and i was just like this is hilarious that's amazing. I hope Peter Walton was in the toilet, caught short, <laughs> doing some analysis. Excellent. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, right, let's look ahead. Let's look ahead to game week 35. This is how you're currently set up. Uh, you've got Ramsdale in goal, uh, Cancelo, James, Trent and Alonso. You've got Salah Havertz, Saka, Kulusevski, Broya and Kane currently captained. And on your bench, Foster, Rafina, Gelhart and Amity. And then you've got 1.7 million in the bank. I'm sure there's quite a few people who've already worked out what your plan move is uh, this week. But do you want to just tell us? Yeah. Or um, still not sure. The plan is, and look, this is always subject to change, to be fair. Um, the plan is Rafinha out, um, Foden in. I've got enough money to do that. Um, it could have been Kulu out. for uh, If Rafinha had gone and scored a hat-trick, maybe against Palace, maybe I'd have kept him. Probably not, though. Um, and, yeah, Rafinha out, Foden in. I need Man City cover. I still want to know where this extra fixture is going no. because I've got a free hit in the bank. I would love it to go into 37. I still think. And I know everyone's saying, oh, we've not had it yet. Maybe it's going to 37. And what Dave Jones said on Sky, I'll happily go on record here and say I'd be very surprised if it wasn't game week 36 still. It makes it makes sense for so many reasons that I think it does drop into 36, but who knows? Um, so yeah, if it goes to 36, I'm not on a free hit. So I'd have to go without KDB, who I would love to get on, on, on a free hit. If City double in 37, I can get KDB and captain him. I'd love to be able to do that. But in my normal team, there is no way I've experimented again this morning. Can I, instead of going Foden, can I somehow go Rafinha out KDB in and make a change elsewhere? I don't think I can find the money. I just don't You'd think You'd have I can to drop Kane, there. right? I don't, Kane's the only way, and I just can't sell Kane ahead of Leicester uh, and a double, and then Burnley Norwich, where he could go big. So 
I'm going to have to go without KDB until I free hit. And Foden is the next best thing. Bernardo Silva is also an option. I think they're the three Man City assets that play in midfield that I think, from an FPL point of view, play in midfield. And I tweeted this yesterday. I think there are five or six Man City players that will start every game because the fixtures, guys, go on about Pep Roulette all you want. The fixtures aren't that bad in terms of the schedule. The Champions League isn't like Liverpool where it's Wednesday, then Tuesday, six days apart. It's Tuesday, then Wednesday, eight days apart. Foden's just had his Premier League rest against Watford. He can definitely play three times in eight games. Oh, and by the way, Man City aren't in the FA Cup final, which is now as part of the current season. It's not after the season like it has been in years gone by. Liverpool are in that, which means another fixture for Liverpool. Well, City don't have that problem. They go back after the Real Madrid tie. They pretty much go back to playing once a week other than their double game week. Like... Pep's going to go full strength. And in that full strength 11, you can bet your bottom dollar, Edison, Laporte, Cancelo, Foden, KDB and Bernardo Silva. Those six players play every single Premier League, start every single game. In my opinion, I might be wrong. Foden comes with the biggest warning out of all of those players. But the others, forget this Pep Roulette stuff. Those guys start every game. They've got a title to win. I think the, the worrying thing potentially with Foden would be the form of Gabriel Jesus. He's obviously selected for the Champions League yeah. game, um, scored 26 or 27 points against Watford, which was heartbreaking as a Sterling uh, owner. <laughs> but I think it, it kind of, Sterling blanking, Grealish not being selected, Jesus in, I think just, you know, and Foden sort of playing kind of on, on the left. On the left, yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's, there is no worry. I, I can't see a world in which Foden doesn't play still in that. You know, if Sterling or Grealish was in was in great form and then Jesus yeah. had come in, you'd be a bit worried that, okay, Jesus is going to play up top and then maybe we do see a bit more rest for Foden. But Foden's still crucial and he's miles ahead of Grealish and Sterling. In that. Yeah. So either plays up top as a false nine or, or on the left. So yeah, I, I think it's I think, I think think it's a good move. I mean, Raf- the thing with Rafinha and, and Leeds in general is they've tightened up like in defensively the defensive numbers are so much improved under marsh than they were under bielsa i mean it wasn't hard to improve because mm-hmm. they were like bottom of the of the league mm-hmm. but they they have they have improved a lot defensively but at that has definitely come the cost of this kind of bielsa yeah. ball attacking football um so i think rafina is is probably expendable at the moment which is a shame because he's probably going to go right in the in the summer yeah. and he's I such a player him. I really mm. wanted him for the run-in as sort of one last hurrah, last game at Ellen Road for him, knowing he'll move, keeping leads up, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it was, I can't see enough. I watched, I watched all 90 minutes somehow on Monday night of Palace versus Leeds. And God, it was boring. And Leeds just offered nothing in attack. And I looked at it and just thought, you're going to play more difficult teams than Crystal Palace and you're still not showing much, Rafinha. Like you've done well, but you're, you're, it's time to go. Um, yeah, and whilst Leeds looked have looked better at the back, I completely agree with you. Their numbers are better. I'm sure the stats show that Palace could should have scored. Uh, Melier made a lot of saves. So yeah, I think it's it's time to upgrade there and and back at look with Man City. You're backing the team that on their day probably have the highest ceiling of any team in terms of goals scored in the game or mm. xG created in the game. And I just feel like my team at the moment, I've just got Cancelo. They got a title to win, guys. Yes, it's a bit of a lottery with who might or might not play. If you can get KDB without huge surgery, just do it. Like he's absolutely flying. And if you can't, I still think Foden or even Bernardo, if you don't like Foden for whatever reason, I still think these guys are good, good options. And again, double up at the back, I still think is on. Yeah, they conceded to Watford. 
but they just don't create, they don't concede big chances. So Laporte Cancelo double up is another one to consider, which I'd look at if I had that defensive slot available in my team. But yeah, for me, it's, it's, I think it's Foden time. And sure, he could miss out this weekend. I don't think he does. I think he starts. I I think he's fine. Like, as you say, Grealish hasn't done enough. Sterling's not doing enough. Mares is the slot of that front three, even with Jesus. Mares could come out. Like I'm not I'm not certain Mares starts those five Premier League games at all. But Sterling will come in for Mares, not for Foden. Um Foden, I I do. I'm with you, as I think he starts. I like it. I think I think Rafinha's a Foden's a good move. Brent's bro, yeah, that deals with that problem of whether he's gonna oh, start or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's I think it's, I say it almost every week. It pains me to say it, but I think again you're well set up. Um well set up for the running. I mean, the, the the one team that you haven't mentioned, I guess it's it's a little bit less important for you um, to think about Villa, for example, because obviously Villa yeah. got back to back doubles, and basically. then Norwich as well. well in the Nor- Norwich this week, <laughs> and then and then back to back doubles. Yeah. Obviously, the interest is, is rising in Katie's price just keeps dropping. I think he's yeah. down to like seven million now. Um, but obviously, there's investment in him. People are looking at someone like Cash. Ramsey potentially. There's not a huge amount of, of other options. Any interest in in Villa? Assets, if I or? if I considered this week Broya to Watkins, but I'm a li- I'm about I think I'm point two short. Right. Um, I think Watkins is a nice option. I I like the way um, Gerard has spoken about Watkins again at the weekend. He did everything but score. He's really involved. He's the main man. These are Gerard's words, right? So against Norwich, I think there could be a big scoreline there for Villa. Um, these guys at Villa, people would claim Villa are a beach team, right? I don't know if I like the term beach team because these are professional footballers, like they deserve a bit more respect. And look, you could argue Brighton were on the beach. Look at some of the results they've put together in the last few weeks. So with Aston Villa, these guys are playing for their futures. Gerard's got money to spend. Gerard knows the, the transfer market and the loan market very well. He can go and get some good Liverpool kids in that Villa team. He can spend money for that Aston Villa team. I just think some of these Villa players are on the edge of am I going to be sold in the summer or am I going to get a start next season? And they are playing to state to, to, to keep in the team. So I think Villa need a couple of big performances still. And they play Burnley twice. They've got Norwich. I don't have them, but knowing I have a free hit, I'm almost certainly going to be going fairly big on Villa when I do free hit in 37. So I'll probably have double or triple Villa in 37. So I can kind of go without them in my normal team. It's not great. I'd love... Coutinho or Watkins now, but I prefer Foden. Villa, mm. I mean, actually, before I get into Brighton are on the beach. That's literally where they are. Villa are not, they're in the Midlands. So <laughs> just by geography-wise, they can't be on the beach. In fact, Villa are probably the most landlocked... Exactly. Like, furthest exactly. from the beach, aren't There's they? no yeah. way they could be on the beach. Um, I mean, the results have been really poor. They lost to West Ham in 29, lost to Arsenal, lost to Wolves, lost 4-0 to Spurs, and then probably the, the worst game of the season against Leicester. <laughs> if you look at the um, if you look at the stats of that game, it was an absolute shocker by by all accounts. Yeah. So, you know, results have been really poor for, for Gerald. I don't think that's because of a a lack of effort or anything I think it's because Villa aren't a particularly good team at at the moment and and Gerard will want to make signings and he'll want to improve them you know there was a reason why Dean Smith was sacked Gerard came in results picked up and now they've they've dropped up again I I don't think that's anything to do with the fact that Villa are you know or on the beach I think it's it's because there's things that aren't quite right in in that side and I think you're exactly right I think Gerard is going to use these last few games to play the strongest team to work out who's 
he wants to keep in his plans going forward. Maybe we might see some some fairly new you know some new players, but it's not going to be whole. He's not going to change a whole eleven no. for a game. He might give a, a chance to some players who've, who've missed out a bit more, but. You know, it's, it's, he's, he's going to be playing to win kind of each game. And, you know, you've got to take notice of a team with Norwich at home and then back-to-back double double game weeks. So, I think you're, you're in a good position. I, I mean, I, I wish now I still had the free hit because then you can kind of, you know, you can kind of take a bit of a punt on, on them in 37. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think in your position, Foden is, is a good focus. But I think, you know, Watkins, Coutinho, Cash, yeah. these, these, are all, these are all good picks. They are. Harry said, if City doubling 37, do you still prefer Foden for 35, 36? Which is a great question because we are all waiting for that double announcement mm. before we make our transfer. And knowing I can free hit Foden in 37, is he still a priority for 35, 36? I'd say, yeah, I think he is because then you get him for 38 as well. So I like the fact that in 35, 36, 38, he's got two home games against Newcastle and Villa and an away trip to Ellen Road. Like, I think they're all potentially high ceiling games for Man City. So therefore, I still think I want him. Perhaps slightly less appealing, but still appealing enough. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want the I want the double in, in 36 for, for City. 37 would be even more pain for me, not having a free hit. Not having a free hit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. That's your that's your transfer plans covered. Yeah, as I said, I think you're in you're in good good nick going forward. So I'd be yeah, I'm quite I'm quite jealous of your team actually. Um, good, I'm glad to hear it. I'm very jealous of your rank, so I'd rather <laughs> be in your position. All that we need, all, all we all we need is end of the season. Me nicely nestled in the top one k. You nicely nestled in the top ten k. And I think we've had a successful a successful thirty eight streams. Yeah, I'd be very happy. Um, if City do double in 36, as just looking at it, I'll already have Foden for Rafinha. I'd probably be selling one of my Man City, uh, sorry, one of my Chelsea assets to a Man City player mm. because I just think we're going to see huge rotation for the likes of Reese James with that Leeds fixture only a few days before the FA Cup final. So Reese James could come Laporte or Havertz could come Bernardo Silva or a fun pick like a Mares, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think if City double in 36, I want triple city. I'd love to be able to captain KDB. I'm just not going to be able to get there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the other good thing with your team structures. You've got like players like James and Alonso because you haven't got this bench boost to worry about. You've, you've got, a, you know, it's not like you've got, a, you've got to find money to upgrade an amity to, to someone after the bench boost. You can, you can just, yeah, you can get rid of James or Alonso and bring in one of these city defenders or, or like you say, take out Havertz for someone. So yeah, I think I think you're in you're in a good position. No matter what happens, we just need news of when this this double game is going to be. I can't believe we still haven't got information. Oh, honestly, I'll be absolutely shocked if it's not in 36. And I know that's like, oh, what's that from? Like, where's he getting that from? For all the reasons we listed, why it'll be 36 for like the title race, for the relegation stuff, it's going to be 36. I, I, it has to be, but they're leaving it very late. Yeah, and because the other the other confirmation we haven't had is um, Liverpool and Southampton's game. Yeah, which we all assume is going to be in thirty seven. Imagine if it's not. Imagine if they drop that into thirty six triple game week for for Liverpool. Well, imagine well, those that have got like Salah triple captain, uh, triple captain left. Oh, I mean, that, I, I'm just gonna. That's not gonna happen. Just just so just in case anyone just gets excited, that's, that's not gonna happen. It, it will be in thirty seven. We're, we're almost certain it's going to be but it's interesting yeah, that, as well that that still hasn't been yeah just put uh, it in the schedule it's all the tv stuff isn't it guys there's 467 of you watching thank you just before we leave ask one favor of most of you please can you hit that like button there's only 50 likes what is going on like <laughs> come along 
<laughs> and subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. So like and subscribe. Got all that jazz. Little, little floating banners. All uh, that jazz. Yeah, I think that's us. I think that's it from us. Uh, Janny, thanks for carrying us through. I had to blow my nose at one point, but other than that, I got through it, which is which is nice. My first stream back. Um, and we didn't that. even speak much about your free hit, mate. You no, got away lightly there. I'm yeah. sure if you want to know more about Az's free hit, tune into Black Box later. At least Mark can't have a go at me because he did the same thing. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be suffering together. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week ahead of 36. Good luck with all your teams uh, at the weekend and we'll see you soon. See you guys. <laughs>